0: Hey, Tanya. Hey, Kat. How are you? I'm good.
1: Oh, I what, am what, excited. To? Well, you know, I have been, we had our, we remodeled our kitchen. So I have been trying to move stuff back in from boxes in the garage because we had to get everything out of the kitchen and the breakfast room and the den, which is attached. And I have pulled something in my upper left butt cheek low back on that side. So I keep fidgeting so if any of our listeners could actually see, I mean I don't ever sit still anyway when we're recording so probably you'd haven't you haven't even noticed have you? <laughs>
0: You, you, you don't sit still. And so I just figured it was your normal. But yeah. now that I know.
1: Yeah. So so as soon as we get through recording, I'm going to be calling the massage place to see if there's someone that can work on me.
0: It's funny that you should say that because I had a massage on Friday. And when I was driving home, I almost sent you a text and said, "Cat, when's the last time you had a massage? Question mark. But I uh, didn't. Yeah. I
1: <laughs> well, I went la- a week before last. So I go at least once a month, sometimes twice a month. But my body responds best if I go every week. My pocketbook just does not respond as well if I go every <laughs> week.
0: <laughs> there is. That.
1: There is that. So what are we talking about today?
0: We are talking about Dharma diving.
1: Dharma diving. I'm so excited about that. So tell me what Dharma is.
0: Well, Dharma is a big, big concept, Mm -hmm. but most easily defined as righteousness, merit, law order duty it is also the sanskrit word the d h r the dar part of dharma means to support to hold or to bear as in the right way of living Mm
1: -hmm. I like that you know the ancient Hindu text which is your which the ones your favorites the Vedas describe Dharma as an inner wisdom or a cosmic guidance that governs not only the individual but the universe itself
0: I love it because there's a lot to be said for knowing and feeling like you have value and purpose Yeah. right like Uh most people who are like I just don't know if I'm happy in my job like I just Don't know if it's the right thing for me. Like it takes a lot out of you as opposed to be able to say, Nope, you know what? I know this is exactly the path I'm meant to be on. Mm -hmm. And you feel much more solidly grounded. It reminds me the whole concept of Dharma diving reminds me. Do you remember this back in, I don't know, must have been late 90s, early 2000s, the kind of wave of the book, The Purpose Driven Life Mm -hmm. and the purpose driven. journal and all mm-hmm. of the things that went along with the purpose-driven life, the Christian version, but something very similar in concept and topic of knowing what's what's your purpose and you know, what drives you and how to fine tune that so that it takes you where you want to go in life.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Bhagavad Gita says it's better to live your own dharma imperfectly than to live an imitation of someone else's life with perfection.
0: No kidding i <laughs>
1: Mm -hmm. And how many times, especially with the big impact of social media, do we see people trying to live someone else's version of a life? And
0: even if they're not trying to live it, they're comparing to it. And they're beating themselves up because Mm -hmm. they think they're not measuring up. Mm -hmm. But they're not measuring up to that person's dharma. They're not checking in with their own dharma.
1: And you got to listen to that inner voice because there's so many other noises in our world. vying for our attention that sometimes we don't even know what our what our inner voice is trying to tell us because we got so much other crap going on around us
0: static what's all Mm -hmm. that static yeah (laughs) and the
1: people around you and you know the other people in your life their beliefs and their opinions and you know when you you do the people you hang around with do impact your idea of your life and your idea of how it should look and sometimes that's maybe helpful sometimes not so much so
0: yeah 100% because it's important to have a tribe because that tribe is going to support you but it's also important to have a tribe that sees you as an independent authentic you know autonomous creature and if they're seeing you as one of the group and you have to follow this rule that rule this path and that path maybe not so helpful because it's not allowing you to spread your own wings and see what your path is right Mm -hmm. yeah you need
1: to make sure I like that you mentioned your own tribe because a lot of times we get sucked into a, a our tribe and if your tribe doesn't allow you to question voice a differing opinion run Run fast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: for sure. So back to the concepts of Dharma, like Dharma really is kind of cool in that it really plays a huge important role in your spiritual path, in your spiritual journey, right? It's kind of like thinking about it from the minute you get up and what is your Dharma for the day. hmm and we do this in mantras too like what's your mantra for the day but then what's your mantra for the month and then what's your mantra for your lifetime like right same similar concept in dharma like what's your purpose for today what's the goals and things you need to get done today and then mm-hmm. what's your dharma for the week and then what's your dharma for your lifetime like right and i use week as just a general number but it's it's like all things there can be steps and stages like right and so first of all you get up in the morning and you rise with joy, like, right? Mm-hmm. Because we'll never get to our purpose if we can't find hope, gratitude, and peace in this moment.
1: And that's the easiest path to our purpose.
0: Yeah. And so if you're constantly battling finding hope and finding joy and finding peace, this is where you need to start. Mm -hmm. Right?
1: Well, and think about what makes you feel excited and alive and awake. Is it books? Is it travel? Is it food? Find where your joy is. And that's where your purpose lies.
0: It's definitely going to make itself apparent to you when you're in that space because your purpose isn't going to show up when you're pissed off.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And if it does show up when you're pissed off, it's probably not the right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you're faced with a choice between fear or anger or joy, always follow your joy.
0: Yeah, 100%. So then the second sort of idea when it comes to like figuring out your dharma for the day is also being mindful that you're living in unity with nature. Because when you're living in unity with nature, you're not at constant battle with your body, your biorhythms, your senses, like right. And this kind of goes right along the path of Ayurveda because Ayurveda teaches us to eat within the seasons, to eat within the proper times, you know, to keep your body in optimal health because when you're in optimal health, you're also going to be able to see your purpose more clearly. Mm -hmm. When you are not in optimal health, you are blinded by that headache. You're blinded by that pain in your low back, right? It's just grating enough that it keeps your vision kind of clouded and you're not seeing the overall purpose, right? Mm -hmm. Or if you are, you're racing to get to the purpose because you're hurting. And so when you can align yourself with nature and find your path of least resistance, you're also going to get to your purpose,
1: mm-hmm. right? Without right.
0: all the bumps in the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. It's a little bit like the expression, and I know you've heard it. I know you've said it. I know you've, you know, it's come across in your life somewhere, but you hear the expression when it's Right, it's right. Mm-hmm. And when it's not right, it will never be right.
1: Right. Uh, there, I was doing some reading on this and there were five paths that you can take to find your t- true dharma and you mentioned the path of joy and the path of synchronicity but I love the third path is the path of letting go and it's the most essential path to your purpose that kind of goes right along with what you were just saying the more your life is cluttered with things that no longer serve you you don't have things for the things that do serve you and that show you what your dharma is, what your true purpose is. Yeah. So maybe each day you could make a conscious choice to let go of something that's not essential so that you can open your life up to realign with your purpose and to receive and recharge.
0: Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Because when you're not working within nature and you're fighting with things, it's never going to line up. It's never going to line up. And when you are feeling like it's lining up, it's like things like you and I have said, like, we just had this idea let's do a podcast and like now look at us right like we're having a blast doing something that we love and and it matters right Mm -hmm. and and it's like that you know you've been in situations where you've conjured up an idea and then all of a sudden you get a phone call and it's the right person giving you the right opportunity and it always happens that way the universe always inspires in your favor when it's right and Mm -hmm. when it's not usually the universe kind of puts these little roadblocks in your path and you're Mm -hmm. bumping into them and you're like, oh, that's not the right message for me. And you just keep headstrong going your way through, right?
1: And sometimes the universe is slapping you upside the head going, (laughs) hello, and you still keep going down the wrong path. And then someone else gets that little jewel or nugget, you know, (laughs) there's also the path of practice. And so if you're not used to, you know, meditation, I think anyone that listens to us go on probably meditates pretty regularly and they probably have a regular yoga practice in their life, but having this kind of a practice helps you to find more your purpose. It helps you get into those deeper secrets and passions and desires in your subconscious. And, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be meditation or yoga. You could walk a labyrinth, you could gratitude journal, you could go out and garden. I'm I'm definitely going to come up to Minnesota and see this garden though, that you're doing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've, I've got to see that, but you can also in the last one I had, is follow the path of being the busier you are watching the clock the more important it is for you to find time to do nothing and to just be so you want to find the quality you need to realize that the quality of your nothingness is good quality so watching tv doesn't count playing games on your phone doesn't count but just shutting everything off and just simply being and or walking or doing something where you are extremely present there for yourself and we are very seldom all the way 100% present for ourselves
0: we're very seldom 100% ourselves period Mm -hmm. because we we mold and we say what we think needs to be heard and we you know we bob and we weave and it's not very often that we're 100% thoroughly authentic Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. So I heard you say five paths. And as I was taking notes, I only got four paths. So I want you to quick run through the five paths.
1: The five paths. Okay, we have the path of joy, Mm -hmm. the path of synchronicity, the path of letting go, Mm -hmm. the path of practice, and the path of being.
0: Okay. I did not have the path of synchronicity. I thought that was the same as the path of joy. So that is it. I got it. Mm -hmm. I love that.
1: (laughs) Those synchronistic coincidences are guiding lights along our path to our purpose.
0: Yeah. I love that. And in truth, that kind of goes along with us saying align yourself with nature, because synchronizing yourself with nature is what's going to bring you into the biorhythm of the universe. Mm-hmm. It's it's the energetic entrainment phenomena, And if we think about, oh my gosh, look at how beautiful and serene that forest is. And we go and we stand within that forest and we be 100% present with that forest. We too become beautiful and serene. Mm-hmm. It's I the natural mm-hmm. phenomena of entrainment. And so, if you're feeling out of balance, go stand in a forest and lean against a tree. There's be a, a n- tree
1: hugger. Be a, be tree, a tree hugger.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there is no better way to reground, to re earth, to come back into oneness with nature than to literally go hug a tree.
1: And I have to say, and I, I joked. But I, I do literally hug trees sometimes <laughs> if I'm outside because you can feel so much amazing energy in a tree. So anyone listening, if you're laughing, rolling your eyes, seriously, the next time no one's around, go outside and wrap your arms around a tree and put your face on the tree and just feel that energy from the tree. It, I, to me, it's just so powerful and I don't do it enough, but whenever I do, I'm always like, wow, why don't I do this every day?
0: It is, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. This is why the beauty of like wearing flower lays is so fantastic and so earthy. This is why the beauty of, you know, harvesting, why it feels so plentiful to harvest, to go and pick things that you have put into the soil and nurtured and watch grow. And then you get to eat the the fruit of your labor. It is so therapeutic, right? Mm -hmm. It's so lovely. So. So Dharma. Do you guys at your studio ever held a Dharma class?
1: We have not.
0: Okay, so these are things to think about, right? Opening up a Dharma class to the general population, no charge, just bringing in people to sort of spread your studio purpose.
1: Tell me what a dharma yoga class is
0: so dharma classes are usually free classes they can be by donation if you choose usually that donation is then turned over to the community it's not kept for the studio's purpose but it's for spreading yoga in your community and the best way to do that is through dharma classes they're lovely sometimes you know do something like once a month and do it or do it once a quarter we
1: do free classes like we're doing free Friday the whole month of May. So would that be considered a Dharma class just because it's free or is there a different style or a way of teaching? So for the The
0: thought in Dharma classes is that whatever money is generated goes back into the community. There's.
1: Oh, OK. It. Yes. So it's not a style or a way of teaching. It's just a purpose mm-hmm. and what to do with the money.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, so think about it like we've done them, you know, in the past where where it's been donate a canned good. So you get to come for class, but you bring a canned good as mm-hmm. payment, and then you would turn over all of the canned goods to the local food shelf. Oh,
1: And we have done that. We've done classes like that. We've also done collecting coats for the homeless and things like that. So yeah. I guess we have. I just didn't call it a Dharma class.
0: Well, there now we you're going to consider that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they're, you know, they're generally free, they're goodwill, they're donation based. And the Purpose is, you know, spreading your studio purpose to the community.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. All right, let's talk some books. Ooh, all right. Well, I saw the title Dharma Diving when I was looking through the Inspired Yoga Teacher by Gabrielle Harris, and we need to listen to her. I mean, we need to have her listen to our podcast and interview her because I've talked about both of her books now, but she only she has one page on Dharma Diving. She has some. guidelines for diving into your dharma. Anyway, so that got me thinking about that. So I have that book. And then another book that is on my list, but I haven't read it yet is Discover Your Dharma by uh, Sahara Rose. And it is a Vedic guide to finding your purpose.
0: Oh, I like that. That's cool. I actually don't know that I have any books specific to Dharma but I mean obviously every one of my ancient texts mentions Dharma at some point or time or another like you can say I could literally read through like, I've got, there's, Dharma is talked about in the Chakara Samhita. Dharma is talked about in the Bhagavad Gita. Dharma is talked about in the Vedas, in the Upanishads, in the Sutras, in the Pada. Like, it's dharma is talked about in every of the ancient sanskrit texts just because of the importance of that oneness with the universe oneness with nature oneness with the divine or that purpose like what is your life's journey and your life's purpose Hmm. yeah coolio coolio
1: Well, I, I do have another Bhagavad Gita quote, and no, this is one that every single person that's done yoga for more than a minute has heard and used. Yoga is the journey of the self to the self through the self.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and so there you go. Follow that dharma.
0: Find your purpose, friends. Perfect. I'm Kat Khan. and I'm Tanya Rice, and this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off.
1: Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of
0: yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email
1: us at pod at gmail.com.
0: And like us on Facebook and Instagram at pod.